in tithes and offerings. What he is saying is that tithe is the Lord's. It's his. Right off the top, first fruit, 10% is his. You say, well, I can't hardly make it on 100%. How am I going to do it on 90? I, the Lord, do not change. You got to get that. I'm telling you, got to mess up man math. Man mad like two and two is four. God's like, not five. You're like, my teachers, I'm the teacher. What he's saying is, not, it won't make sense. There were always, you do it, and there's always more month than money. You just put a biblical principle and discipline in your life, and you're going to have more money than month. Hey guys, this is Pastor Tommy. Thanks for joining us today at the church at Bushland. Man, we pray that your faith will be encouraged and inspired from today's message. You may be seated, church. Man, good to see each of you this morning. Um, online, thank you for being here. Thanks for being a part. Got a beautiful church uh, online that is so faithful to join us. And man, I'm glad that, um, and for, unfortunately, with all the sickness, some people are joining us online, not by choice, by, but by necessity. So uh, I pray that you uh, run quick enough and juke well enough that you stay away from all that stuff out there, man, because there's a bunch of stuff out there. And uh, we just pray a blessing over your house. May you send it next door. And I pray they're not church members also. All right. So that's what I said in the first. Sorry about that to your neighbors. But uh, just get out of my house. Amen. So, hey, good to see each of you this morning. So um, last week I did the State of the Church. And, and as I like to do, uh, right after the State of the Church, I love to speak on giving. Um, it, uh, money talk, as some people call it. I do it once a year. Um, and, and, and that's just, and, and, and when I say I do it once a year, that's the only time I really teach on it, but, but teaching on it is what I'm commanded to do. I, I promise you. Okay. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but in those slides last week, I showed you all those different numbers and things like that. So one of the things that is very important is the giving units, or you could call it the giving team. And in a unit is basically a, a family or an individual, and that's, that makes up our giving team here at the church, okay? And uh, so there's 510 uh, people in 23 made up the giving team here at the church. And as I said last week, that's up 18% from a year ago. And that's a beautiful thing. That's what we're after. That's why I teach the principle. Because there is tremendous blessing when you get in on being a part of the giving team. You're, you're basically living out God's principles in, 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 in Malachi, and we'll look at that in just a little bit. And, and so last year, we talked about the money. Um, in tithes and givings for us as a church last year, uh, we were over $2 million in giving, okay? And I don't say that braggingly. I say it braggingly on the church and the God's faithfulness to the house. And that's a 21% increase, okay? That's how beautiful that is. The manger offering was 49% increase over a year ago, 464,000 and some change, okay, on that. That's a credit to you guys. And overall, last year, as a church, as a giving team, we did two point, over 2.5 million in giving, okay? And, and I, I wanna say something to you. Thank you. Just thank you. That's you doing that, okay? He's good to the house because you as a giving team are doing your part in helping give 
octane or, or gas to everything that we do up here. We can't do what we do up here without you guys, okay? And so that's what I love about you, and I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I know I speak for the rest of my staff and elders and leadership. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, for those online, and I know you give online, there's a lot of people online that give faithfully too, thank you as well. And so what I wanna do is I teach the principle uh, on the giving team in Alamalika. My whole goal is that you, as a family unit, would jump in, or individual, would jump in to being a part of the giving team. I, I, I want, I'm talking to number 511 and 512 and 513 and 518 and, four, and 521 and 536. That's who I'm talking to. And I'm, I, that's what I'm after because I must teach that as a pastor, okay? Commanded to teach on giving as a pastor because in this day and time that we live in, one of the things that's markably different about the church is there's many churches that tithing and the principle of giving is not taught. It's just too offensive. They won't touch the money talk, okay? You know, and so they ran from it because all the church wants is my money, right? And so what we do, the, the pendulum's over here, so we swing it all the way over here to the other side, and we don't talk about it at all. But I'm gonna say something to you. A pastor that's worth anything better teach his church about giving better teach the church a principle in Malachi for tithing, okay? Now, listen to me. I know there's popularity out there that say, well, you know, Pastor, you know, the tithe, is, that's Old Testament. You know, that's just Old Testament, and that's not New Testament. Can I, can I say to you, can we please, for the love of Jesus, quit dividing the Bible into New Testament and Old Testament? Tithing is a biblical, biblical Bible, word of God became flesh and dwelt among us principle. Amen. It's not New Testament, not Old Testament. It's Bible, okay? And I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I got guys do what I do, and they, they, that's, they tell me that. I don't teach that anymore, Pastor. Why not? It's, it's, it's Old Testament. Oh, what? What's wrong with you? Step upside the head. I mean, I'm going to pop it with my bacon. I mean, you got to understand that's not true. It's a Bible principle that must be taught to the people, man. It unleashes the floodgates of heaven, man. And we'll see it in just a little bit in, in, in this passage. So, so here's some words uh, that you hear in church a lot, and I, and, and I wanted to find them for, for, for you this morning. So three words that you hear a lot around money and giving and all this stuff is, you hear the word offering, you hear the word giving, and then you hear the word tithe. And some people believe they all mean the same thing. And they don't all mean the same thing, okay? They do not all mean the same thing. So let me explain it as, as well as I can explain it to you. So a tithe, okay, that we're gonna see a little bit. A tithe is 10%, okay? So if you're a tither, you have calculated your take-home income, okay? All right, this is what you take home. And, and 10% of that is you're gonna give that back to the storehouse, to the church. We'll talk about it in a little bit. But, but that's a tithe. If you're doing that, you have a plan as a family, as a couple, that, then you're a tither. Then you're tithing, okay? Now, anything under 10% of take-home, you're a giver. That makes sense? And anything over and above the tithe, you're making an offering, okay? Simple as that. So, so like, if you go next Monday night is Hope Choice Banquet beautiful ministry. You want to give the hope choice? You're giving an offering to hope choice. That's what you do. I encourage you to do it. 
okay? I ain't get paid to say that. I do it because I love the ministry, okay? But that's an offering that you give, okay? That's why the manger offering is called offering because that particular day, we, it's above, it's everything. Everything goes to the manger. It's, it's the offering above the tithe. It's, it's, it's the whole Sunday is dedicated to it, okay? So those are just some differences about that, okay? Uh, the tithe is a biblical principle that I mentioned earlier that must be taught. And people have said, what's with the percentage? Why, why does God work a percentage like a tenth or a 10%, that kind of thing? Because everybody can do a percentage. See, if he said, you know, if he, if he used a number that said, well, you know, if you, if you make over 100,000, you need to, you need to give 50,000. Well, you say, well, I don't make over 100,000. I'm good to go. No. He said 10% of whatever comes down and whatever you're given, whatever your take home is, you give. So if you make a dollar, you bring a dime. You make $1,000, you bring $100. That's a tithe. And so everybody, when God set up tithing, he set it up in a way that everybody could be a part of the giving team, a part of, of the kingdom principle. Because why? Because it's a life principle, man. It's a life discipline that must be taught and is very important. So I want you to go to your Bible. Go to Malachi. Now, let me help you if you're struggling with Malachi, all right? If you went to Matthew and you went back a little bit, you get to Malachi. Malachi's last book in the Old Testament. Some of you are like, whew, I'm glad he said that because I was all over that table of contents. All right, so I'm helping you out a little bit, okay? Malachi, it's not a popular book to go, we go to very often, but I want you to look at Malachi chapter three. I'm gonna read verses six uh, through 12, okay? And then I'm gonna go through and just walk you through the, the biblical preaching you know, uh, text of this a little bit. Just break this text down for you a little bit. So start with me in verse six. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time your forefathers, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how do we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how do I rob you? In tithes and offerings. Verse nine, you are under a curse, the whole nation and you, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I do not throw the floodgates open, floodgates of heaven, and pour out so many blessings that you will not have room enough for it. Verse 11, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and your vines and your fields will cast their fruits, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, and yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. What a gorgeous passage of Scripture. And the principle of tithing and giving is just laid out there. Now, I know, man, I know that money talk is one sensitive baby, right? I know that. I mean, if Melissa and I ever have to sit down and, and have a money talk, it's just, she's not, we ain't popping popcorn here, right? It's just not. It's just, it's just one in things, you know what I mean? It's like, sweetheart, you, the visa is on fire, okay? I'm just kidding. It's not. I'm just saying, if you had, 
See, y'all are trying to get me in trouble. So I'm doing it to myself. But what I'm saying is money's just one of them talks, man. It's just one of those things, okay? And so, so what I want to do is I want the Bible and I want the Holy Spirit to teach it. I'm just going to lay it out for you, and I want you to see it in Scripture. And again, what I'm trying to do as your pastor is I'm trying to help you join the greatest team in the kingdom, and that's the giving team. If you'll jump on to that, whoo, you're going to have a blast because there's nothing like seeing it and winning, man. Winning's fun, okay? So look at Malachi 3.6. He says in there, I, the Lord, do not change. All right, thanks for coming. Go beat the Methodists to lunch. What I'm saying is we could go home right there. If we got nothing else out of this passage, that right there is enough. Who is saying this? The Lord Almighty says, I do not change. Man, somebody wanted to get that through the West Texas head. I, the Lord, don't change. Hebrews 13, 8 says, the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Listen to me. No matter what times do and how crazy and interesting it gets, I, the Lord, do not change. That right there, my friends, is what you have got to set as a foundation base for your old home, for your marriage, for your home, for your house. I, the Lord, don't change, man. He was there before us. He is there with us. He will be there after. And he don't change. He's still God. He don't change. In verse seven, he says this. But you ask, how do we return? How do we return? You've been, you've been away, but you got to come back to me. How do you return? Malachi 3.8. He asked a crazy question. Really, it's crazy. Will you rob God? <laughs> Seriously? How, how do you pull that off anyway? I mean, wouldn't he see you coming? Just a thought, all right? I'm just saying, how do you rob God? He says, but you rob me, but you rob me. Who would rob God? But he says, but you ask, how do we rob you? In tithes and offerings. What he is saying is that tithe is the Lord's. It's his. Right off the top, first fruit, 10% is his. He said, well, I can't hardly make it on 100%. How am I gonna do it on 90 I, the Lord, do not change. You got to get that. I'm telling you, God will mess up man math. Man math, like two and two is four. God's like, not five. You're like, my teacher's, I'm the teacher. What he's saying is, not, it won't make sense. There will always, you do it, and there's always more month than money. You just put a biblical principle and discipline in your life, and you're going to have more money than month. He said, now I've seen the numbers, Pastor. You can't add. I said, listen, that might be true, but nobody does math like God. Nobody does. God will do that, okay? The tithe, listen to me, church, the tithe is not your money. The tithe is not your money. Please understand, 
I'm not being mean about this. I'm teaching a biblical principle to you that will set you free, man. This principle as a husband and wife, mom and dad, if you'll teach it to your children, is the greatest, 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 greatest thing you can teach. The greatest thing. Greatest thing. People say, you know what I love most about manger offering, Jeff? What's that? When the preschoolers lead the church. Mm, me too. People say all the time, it changes Christmas in my house. Mm, amen. Because it's about giving. It's about giving. The tithe is not your money. Don't spend it somewhere else. And don't give it where you want to. Don't spend the tithe somewhere else. What does the enemy say he is in John 10, 10? He's come to do what? Kill, steal, and destroy. What happens to money most often? Stolen. You hear it all the time. Stole from the company, stole from the boss. You know, embezzled money, stole this, stole that. Money is the most often thing stolen. Don't let the enemy steal your tithe. You don't need seven shirts that are blue. Six will work. You don't need nine guns. Eight will do plenty. Just shoot faster. Amen? <laughs> what I'm saying is there's always something you could get, but don't get it with the tithe. That makes sense to you? I'm, I'm telling you, if you could get the principle, okay, you got to be blind with your tithe. It, 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 you got to protect it. Because the enemy is going to try everything in his power to steal it. And don't do that. Don't let him steal it, man. Don't let him steal it. And can I say this to you also? You can't just give your tithe anywhere. I know people, I've met them, I've had a meal with them, I've cup of coffee with them, and, and they... <laughs> They tell me that they're going to take their tithe and, and give it somewhere else because the music's too loud. And I'm like, hmm, bless your heart. You can't send your tithe as a protest vote. Just can't do that, man. I'm glad we rode in separate trucks because I don't want to get in your truck. If you're going to use the tithe to send a message, don't send messages in church. Sit down and talk to people. Sit down, man, brother to brother, sister to sister, sister to brother across the table. Talk, break bread is what Jesus calls it. You don't do it as a protest. Malachi 3, 9, he says, you're under a curse. Okay, it's what he says in there about the tithe if you're not doing it. Malachi 3.10a, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so there may be food in my house. The question is, what is the storehouse? What is the storehouse? It's where you're fed. It's where you eat. If your children and your family and you as a husband and wife are fed here spiritually, this is your storehouse. If this is your church, this is your storehouse, Okay. This is where you eat. We are what? We're three parts as a human being. We are spirit, soul, and body. Now, we think we got to eat three meals physically and snack in between. We could probably do less, but we don't know that, okay? What I'm saying is you feed that physical body, you got to feed that spiritual body. And if the church house right here is the house that feeds you spiritually, this is your storehouse. So this is where you bring it, okay? 
anything over that tithe, you want to bring to other storehouses and bless other ministries for the kingdom, then Lord, knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. Do it. There's tons of good ones out there. I'll give you a list if you want it. The storehouse can't feed because there's no seed. Don't let it be so that the storehouse, the church, has no seed because there's no, no seed. Because why? Because they're not bringing it to the storehouse, okay? We got to feed. We can't run out of seed, amen? We can't run out of seed. So three things real fast and we're out of here. Number one, giving matters to God, why? Because he's the ultimate giver. Pretty simple. Giving matters to God because he's the ultimate giving. John 3, 16 says, for God so what? Love the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever would believe in him, okay, would not perish but have everlasting life. I'm looking at whosoever's all over the place. I'm looking at whosoever's online, okay? What I'm saying is he gave. You're never more like Jesus than when you're giving, Okay? He established giving. He established being a giver. Give because Jesus is a giver. And he established a biblical principle that said, listen to me, you, you put this biblical principle alive in your life and your family, and I, I promise you I'll open the floodgates of heaven and bless you. Bless you. Number two, our giving habits reveal our heart for God. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21, Jesus is trying to teach you, and he says, listen to me. You can't store up on earth your treasures where moth and rust, and, 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 and just, it decays it. But store up for yourself treasures where? In heaven, where moth and rust cannot destroy you. And then in verse 21, he says this. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be awesome. I'm just saying. You, you can follow a man's heart by following his little treasures. Right? Store up for yourself treasures where in heaven. Giving is never, never been a matter of funds. It's a matter of the heart. Giving has never been about money, never been about the funds. If you make a dollar a month, then bring a dime. If you make a thousand, bring a hundred. But see, if you're waiting so you get a bunch of money to start tithing, guess what's gonna happen? You never gonna get there. The enemy will make sure you don't get there. Why? Because he's gonna steal it. He's gonna steal it. When I meet with young couples when they get married and I do my premarital counseling, I talk about I, I talk about tithing. I talk about giving. I talk about that principle. Why? Because man, I'm telling you, if young couples will start their marriage with biblical principle of giving, woo! Man, teach it to the children. Got to flood them with blessings, man. Flood them with blessings. When God has your heart, I've said this many times, when God has your heart, he's got your checkbook. He does, man. When God's got your heart. So here's what I wanted to teach you. I'm not the pastor. I'm not the guy that beats you up with a Louisville slugger that says, if you're not tithing, you're sinning. If you're not giving 10%, sinner, 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 okay? That, I don't want that to happen. I don't, it's a biblical principle. The goal is the tithe. But the goal for God is the spiritual discipline of getting a plan together as a husband and wife and a family to join the kingdom work of giving, okay? So you gotta make a plan, okay? You gotta make a plan. How many of you work out? 
You got a plan? You're probably still working out. You don't have a plan? <laughs> you're not working out. All right, trust me. I'm gonna get up early and work out. You'll never get up early. Just telling you. You can set 12 alarms in 12 places in your bedroom. You can chase that room, turning off alarms. You'd be so tired, you gotta lay back down, because why? You had to turn off 12 alarms. That's why you can't work out. You can say, well, I'm gonna come home and work. First thing I'm gonna do before I eat dinner, I'm gonna work out. Guess what? You're not. You're not gonna do it. You know why? Because you're too tired from work, and now you gotta eat because you're gonna die. <laughs> so then you eat, and you go, oh my gosh. I can't get on that treadmill now. I'm big as a whale, all right? So you know what I mean? Don't do it. And then you go to bed. I'll get up in the morning and work out. Ding, 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 ding. You don't get up. Snooze, 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 snooze. You don't get up. And so the guilt of the treadmill, you don't see the treadmill and no guilt if you cover it up with sweaters. Just cover it up. If I don't see it, it doesn't hurt. What treadmill? I don't know treadmill. That's a new piece of furniture. Mm -hmm. Got that world market. Sweet. Yeah, ain't no world market. It's got wheels on the back, dude. All right? What I'm saying is, if you don't have a plan to anything in your life, you're not going to do it consistently. If you're just making it up as you go, if it works out, do it. We'll see what's left at the end of the month. If it's a good year, honey, we'll do it. No, you ain't doing none of it. You won't, man. It's not because you don't love Jesus. It's not because you don't love the Word. It's not because you don't love the church. It's not because you don't love me. It's just the fact that you don't have a plan. And if you don't have a plan, you're not going to execute it. You want to win championships? Execute the plan. You want to lose? <laughs> do whatever you want to do. Whenever you want to do it, just make it up. And you won't win. You got to make a plan. So here's the deal. If you've never, ever, ever, ever been a part of a giving team, you're not one of those 510 that I talked to. And you said, this year, Pastor, we got to start. I want to start this principle in my family and my marriage. 3% your place to start. Take your income, your take home. Hers, yours, whatever. Look at the number. Figure out 3% and give it. Okay? And give it. And the next month, give it. And the next month, give it. And if somewhere in the middle of the year, things are going pretty good, maybe make a little bit money, money, more money, or paid off some debt, and you got some more money left, you look at one, some of you got to look at somebody and go, let's do four. Let's finish the year of four. Think we can do it? It's 1%. We can do 1%, okay? It's just another dime. All right? So you do four. Next year, you do five. Next year, do seven. Next year, you do eight. Next year, you do nine. And then next year, welcome to being a tither. You do 10. And then the years to follow, as you continue to be a tither, you say, wow, I know about that ministry. It's awesome, changing lives. Let's give to it. Boom. I know a ministry over there. It's changing lives. I'm part of the kingdom. I'm get in on it. Let's give the offering to them. Do it. Let's go to the church and, and give extra in the manger. Why? Because God's given so much more to us. You see how you do it? If you're not gonna win, you're not gonna play long. You're gonna quit. Make a plan that you can do, stick together, look at each other, okay, and galvanize yourself that this is what we're gonna do and do it. And your three will become five and your five will become seven and your seven will become 10. And before you know it, you're doing a biblical tithing, man. And I promise you, you'll look back and go, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea how we're doing all this on 90%, but God is good, all right? God is good. 
And then your testimony about your life can be shared with other couples and you can help them win too. That's what it's all about. Number three, God will not share his throne. He will not share his throne. Matthew 6, 24 says, no one can serve two masters. Either he will hate one, love the other, be devoted to one, despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You just can't do it. Malachi 3.10, first part says this, bring the whole tithe to the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. God said, test me in this. There is nowhere else in the Bible he says, test me in this. You know what you gotta do? You're a good old Texan, right? Big boy. Say, all right, I test you, right? Now, I'm not encouraging smack talking to God. I'm just saying, God said, test me. So why don't you look at your bride or she looks at her groom and says, hey, honey, let's test God. Let's see. Let's do it. I promise you, you do it, he'll do it. Just the way it works. That's what he's about. Test him and see. And I promise you, he'll do it. Matthew 16, 15 says this. But what about you? He asked. Who do you say I am? When it all boils down, when it all boils down, that question, who do you say he is? That's all about action. It's all about action, man. It's all about action. If he is faithful, give him a chance to demonstrate that. If he is worthy to be trusted, then trust him. How do you know you can trust him if you never trusted him? How do you know he's faithful if he's never come through to be faithful? How do you know he will open the floodgates of heaven? How do you know he will throw back heaven and pour out so many blessings you can't even, you don't have room for it? How do you know that? How do you know everything lasts longer? That he said, no, no, no pest is gonna eat your fruit and, 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 and nothing's gonna get in your fields and your vineyards are just gonna overflow. How do you know all that? How do you know washing machines can last 15 years? Well, get in God's plan. That old sucker just keep on washing clothes. Might not look too good, but it'll wash clothes. And at the end of the day, that's all it's supposed to do. Amen? How do you know that thing won't do 300,000 miles? How do you know? How do you know batteries last nine years? <laughs> Some of y'all are like, only nine months on mine. What I'm saying is God has a way of giving life to everything on this dirt ball because he created it. You give and he will do what the supernatural things are. He will do them. How do you know he can't unless you jump in and test him? Test him on it. Malachi, the last half of uh, 3B, I mean 310 says this. And see if I will not throw open floodgates of heaven and pour out so many blessings, you will not have room enough for it. How you know? Now, end with this. I've told this before. So when I was in college, I, uh, I had an opportunity to go to Arkansas in the summer and speak to a youth group at First Baptist Church in smack over Arkansas. I'm not making that up. It's just smack over there. And so all you gotta do, just Google if you don't trust your pastor, Google smack over Arkansas. There really is a place like that, okay? So I went, spoke to the youth sometime around June, July. No big deal. My mom at that time was living there and uh, got to see her, hung out with her, and then I came back to college campus. 
Semester starts. I'm good to go. I lived in this big house with six guys across the street from the campus. Uh, uh, so <laughs> I said this earlier. Uh, they're all ministry students except me. I'm a baseball guy. So Sunday morning, guess who got up and went to church? <laughs> That's another statement. Baseball boy went to church, ministry guy staying in bed. I don't know what's up with that. So I'll go to church, Manuel Baptist Church. I go into the little church, and I, and I sit down on the edge, and then I have to move over because this couple comes in late, and I had to move in the middle. And so worship starts and all this stuff. And, and my, my plan that I talked to you about was $10 every week. That would be my tithe. That was my tithe, okay? $10 don't sound like much, but to a college boy, whoo, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. All right, so I open up my checkbook, $11.69. I'm like, oh, that, that's gonna hurt. $11.69, you can't even Taco Bell for $1.69. And so I'm trying to figure out how to negotiate with God down to five bucks. And I promised him, how about five this week? I give you 15 next week and we'll be square. And, he's, and I just heard him keep saying, Jeff, 10. You be faithful, I'll be faithful. So in the Baptist church, right in the middle of the service, uh, they sing a special you can decide if it is that. But that's when they take the offering, okay? <laughs> Sorry. But you can decide if it, 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 you, 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 the offering's in the middle. So, so, so I'm, the offering plates are coming by, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to write. And so I want to write $5, and I write everything on the check except the dollar amount because the plate's coming, and I'm still negotiating with God. And God said, just write 10. And I wrote 10, and I put it, and I hold it, and I was, I wanted to go get the plate, but you can't do that. It's really bad, even for a baseball guy. You can't catch the plate. All right. So I had to let it go. And so I go back to the campus, and uh, in our campus, there's no Sunday night meals on the campus, so lunch is a big deal. So you know, I, I think I'm bad about it, big old lunch, because I'm not going to eat again until Monday morning. And so um, I go to eat, eat a bunch, go downstairs. At that time, post office is downstairs, little post office boxes down there. So I didn't check my mail yesterday on Saturday, so I thought I'd go over there and check it and see what's in there, probably just a bunch of junk mail. So I put the key in, open it, and yep, junk mail, junk, junk, junk. And then there's a letter, a little envelope, just like that. And so I'm like... At the top, it says First Baptist Church, Smack Over Arkansas. I'm like, Smack Over Arkansas? Why am I getting something from Smack Over Arkansas? And I start to open it up, and there's a check and a letter in there, and it, and it hits me, man. And the letter said, sorry that we did not get that check to you for speaking this summer uh, when our financial secretary was out of the office. So we doubled the check, and thank you again for coming and speaking with our youth. And so I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> doubled it. And so I run over to the business office because it closed at one o'clock on Sundays and I cash in. I go back to the, my uh, house and my roommate comes in. I say, listen, dude, no Taco Bell tonight. I'm going to K, we're going to K-Bob's and I'm gonna buy you a ribeye. We're gonna celebrate God's goodness. And so what I'm saying to you is there's a principle that was taught to me as a young kid by my dad with little envelopes in the Baptist church that he used to put two quarters in. And I used to play with them during service until the offering came around. And I would draw with the, pencil on the back of them and everything, but I learned to give at that point. And then I went off to college. I had an opportunity to put feet in what I taught, was taught. And 10 bucks was my plan with God. And it's the first time as I sat in that house and, and, and thought about it was that God, I made a plan and I stuck to it and I was faithful and you were faithful. And I never even thought about that church anymore. And out of nowhere, man, out of nowhere, on the Sunday you and I are having negotiations, or at least I'm having them. <laughs> you wasn't negotiating. But, but I'm trying to bargain with you. You, you were like, Jeff, j just do it, and I'll do mine. I'll open floodgates. 
And so I'm a sophomore in college when this happens. And can I say something to you? God backed up a concrete truck and poured concrete on that. And he said, Jeff, if you will just honor me with your tithes and your giving, I will open heaven and I will pour out more blessings than you could ever think or imagine. Always be faithful to me because I will always be faithful to you. So what I'm saying to you, church, is this. You may be one of those 510 that we talked about. Just keep being one of those 510, amen? Because I love you for it. And the kingdom does and God does. Just be the 510 and then find places to do even more. But if you're not one of those 510, jump in. Go home, sit down and say, honey, we gotta make a plan. Gotta make a plan. If we'll make a plan and we'll do three or five or seven or whatever, if we'll stick to it, God's gonna bless us. Honey, we don't have that. Yes, we do. We we do. We do. Let's trust God that we will. And if you'll do it, He will absolutely blow your mind. And He will drive home a principle to you as a couple and you as, as a family with your children that you will never, ever outgrow. And then one day your children will grow up and have children and they'll teach the principle that they're children. And your grandchildren will grow up and they'll be givers and tithers. And then they will do it and they will do it. And generation after generation will become that. Why? Because that's what the scripture teaches, that one generation would teach another generation and one generation would celebrate with another generation. You see what I'm saying? So jump in and test God and see if he does not throw back the floodgates of heaven and bless you and bless you and bless you. I'm gonna invite you to stay in church. As we move to a time of ministry, there'll be couples up front. If you wanna come to them and you have something you need to pray about or agree with, they can pray over you. But this altar is wide open for you. And you may be sitting there today and you're like, man, he started with that money talk. I shut down. Then all of a sudden, about halfway, God woke you up. Okay, money talk ain't easy to do. But money talk is something I have to, I am commanded by scripture to do with my church. You must teach it. And so what I'm asking is, search your heart. Search your heart, man. Search it. See where you are. If you don't have a plan, make a plan. If you got a plan, is your plan, where is it? 3%, 4 5 Maybe you need to go home and figure it out. Right? Because you just made it up. But let it grow. Find out what it is. Execute it. Right? Become a part of the giving team. And I'm telling you, it'll take you and do more in you than you could ever think or imagine. And the principle and the discipline you teach your children, mm, you'll pay dividends long, long after. Alright? So this altar's open. Giving's all about heart. For some of us in here, we just need to come and surrender. Say, God, I do trust you. I do. I do. I do. I know you're faithful. I know you're good. All right. So this time is yours. I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to worship. Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you for who you are. God, you're faithful. You're faithful, man. Scripture is very clear. Malachi said it best. You said, I do not change. 
And so God, I pray that we test you in that and that we become a part of the giving team and see your faithfulness work in our lives, God. We love you. We thank you. We honor you now in Christ's name. Hey, thanks for joining us today here at the Church at Bushland Online. Hey, if you were inspired by today's message, we'd love to hear from you. Just drop a message in the comments or you could email us at info at bushland.com. We'd love to hear what God's doing in your life. Also, man, if there's anything we could agree for in prayer with you guys, just text the word pray to 806-557-1800. We believe there's power in agreement um, with the Lord. And so um, if we could pray for you, just do that for us. Um, and if you'd like to connect further with us through social media, uh, just search the church at Bushland. You can find out more things that are coming up here um, and get involved that way. And then if you'd like to plan a visit, uh, we'd love to see you face-to-face. We have services here, 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. You can go to our website, thechurchatbushland.com, and plan that visit, and we look forward to meeting you that way. Finally, man, just thanks again for joining us. Pray your faith was encouraged, and we look forward to journeying with you in the days ahead. So have a blessed day.